Is it a new episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast? I thought he was on paternity leave, but yes, episode 561 of Canada's Pinball Podcast is going to start right now. I want to start out by saying that Baby Killian, yes, that's his name. I had to give my baby boy an Irish name. He has an Irish part to his name, he has a Sicilian part to his name, and he has a Greek part to his name. So all the family members are represented in the name Killian. So I love that name. I love Killian Murphy, the actor in Peaky Blinders. So I hope he grows up to be an Irish mobster. But he's doing really well. He's keeping us up at night, which is to be expected. But as I tell people, the best training to be a new parent and deal with babies all day long is simply to go on Pinside and hear all the moaning and groaning that happens in the pinball world. We're going to talk a little bit about the stuff people have been moaning and groaning about, but the baby is doing really well, and so is Brenda, and that's the most important part. Now, in between feeding Killian and trying to get him to sleep, I have been checking out what's been going on in the pinball world, and there's one macro story that's been sort of the umbrella story, if you will, of the pinball world as we've started 2021, and you all know what it is. It's the incredible increase in pinball prices, and these prices now on certain games are starting to go through the roof. And I did not expect it to be like this because I thought that the COVID pandemic would actually somehow impact people financially in the negative. And it has impacted a lot of people in America in the negative. The thing is, those just aren't the people who collect pinball machines for the most part. Yes, if you're an operator, this has hurt you and it's hurt your bottom line. But for the most part, when you think about the people who buy pinball machines, they usually use their excess money to buy these games and collect these machines. And for a lot of those people who are well-to-do to begin with, the stock market has gone up. They've been making a lot of money in other areas where they've invested their capital. And now they have all this excess cash beyond their wildest imaginations for 2020 and 2021 and guess where they're putting it they're buying things for their home and because a lot of us aren't going on vacations we're not eating out as much the desire to put stuff into your home that brings you enjoyment and entertainment has gone through the roof and the pinball industry is completely benefiting from this new reality and sales are through the roof now it's not just about new in box sales what's happening lately and we're seeing it with certain titles like pirates of the caribbean we are seeing people spend almost three times like 2.7 times what Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition was originally worth on this game right now. And I want to talk about why this phenomenon happens, and I'm not surprised by it at all. And neither should you be, because right now people are experiencing a combination of cabin fever, of FOMO, and excess money. So think about that. You're stuck at home, you're bored, you want to get something that brings you happiness, you've made all this money in the market, and you want to go get something that is basically going to bring you joy. And so if you have a lot of money, for some people out there, $20,000 means nothing. $30,000 means nothing. And so you have a lot of very wealthy people. You've got this uh, group of people out there who demand something, right? They demand a great pinball machine. And the supply of those machines is somewhat limited when you get to certain titles. So right now on planet Earth, think about this right now, on planet Earth, if you wanted to buy a Pirates of the Caribbean Collector's Edition, you know, because you're rich and you want the best of the best, you want the best version of this game, right now, 
if you want to buy one, there are zero for sale. There was one that was put up for $30,000 and within one day, it is listed as sale pending. Now, I don't know what the final price was. It probably wasn't 30, but it easily was over $25,000 because we saw another one sell for $25,000. What's really funny about all of this is I predicted a lot of this would happen, that Jersey Jack pinballs would be the machines that people would collect, that when you put Jersey Jack machines next to Stern machines, they do look levels above. They do feel like next level pinball and if you're someone who wants the best of the best or think about it if you're a rich guy and you come into the pinball hobby and someone's like well what's the premium version of pinball what's the bugatti or the bentley or the mercedes benz of pinball they're not going to tell you it's stern now sterns might be more fun and i would not argue against that i think stern pinball has made more fun games than Jersey Jack Pinball has, but we're not talking about fun here. We are talking about people who want the most premium pinball experience. We are talking about people that want to buy stuff that they perceive to be the most valuable. The other thing that I think is going on here is people are going to start to want to collect the Jersey Jack games. And if you're a rich collector and you want to have every version of a Jersey Jack game, and imagine if you're new to the hobby, you can easily get a dialed in, you could get a Wizard of Oz, you could get a Hobbit, you could get a Guns N' Roses, but the one you can't really get is Pirates of the Caribbean. So because there is only 1,000 out there, it's always going to be the hardest one to get if you want a complete JJP collection. And if you want probably what arguably next to Guns N' Roses is the best Jersey Jack game too, I would argue that Pirates of the Caribbean and Guns N' Roses are the two games that are the most popular and sought out machines by Jersey Jack pinball fanatics and just by pinball players in general. I think they put those two machines above the rest of the games in the Jersey Jack portfolio. Now, I know Wizard of Oz has sold over maybe 5,000 units, but I still think pinball players and the pinball community considers Pirates of the Caribbean to be a better game than Wizard of Oz. But unfortunately, there's just not many of them to go around for people. Now, here's what I think is going to happen. I do think this is going to happen. If you are one of these people who have just spent $20,000 on a Pirates LE and more money on a Pirates CE, I think that what is eventually going to happen is those people who spend that on the game, I think those people are going to keep those games forever because they're never going to be able to make more money than that on these games. And I think people who own Pirates really enjoy it and don't really want to keep passing it on for more more money because if you think about it if you have $20,000 to buy a machine you don't need money you're not looking to make money on this you're not looking at the resale value of the game you just want to have something that makes you happy and for 20 grand these gentlemen and these women are, are saying that that will bring them the level of happiness they're seeking but I do think that Jersey Jack Pinball cannot be blind to the fact that this game is commanding this kind of money. And if you're Leonard and you're Brett, you're looking at this and if you're Eric and you're saying, wait a minute, we are leaving so much money on the table by not doing another run of Pirates. And what Jersey Jack Pinball could easily do is do another run of Pirates, a limited run of Pirates, and they could charge whatever they want. I mean, studying this is interesting for them. If you're studying the way these games are selling, imagine if they made a new version of Pirates that fixed some of the issues. Maybe they implement a couple things into the game that weren't in the other games, like the trunk going up and down. If you're a dreamer, imagine if they put the triple spinning disc in. I mean, how much could they charge if they put in the triple spinning disc version of the game out in the world? I'm just hypothetically, hypothetically speaking, 
they could probably charge $30,000 for each, you know, $10,000 for each one of those discs that's rotating, but they're not going to do that. But I do think one day Jersey Jack Pinball will eventually do another run of Pirates. Now, I don't know when. I don't know if it's happening anytime soon. When you look at the calendar year, it doesn't seem to make sense to do it this year. The focus will be on Guns N' Roses and on Toy Story. But after that, right? It seems like that would be the perfect time to do another run of Pirates, especially knowing that Jersey Jack Pinball is going to have to increase their manufacturing capability and get more than one line going. That is the next thing that needs to happen at Jersey Jack Pinball. Now, when this happens, when they do make more Pirates of the Caribbean games, here's what's going to happen. Because these games were sitting and nobody was buying them for an entire year, and even when you look at the recent run towards these collector's editions and LEs, you could have got a collector's edition for eighteen dollars to $20,000. And there was one sitting for sale for an entire year for $20,000 on pin side. And this is what happens. It's like this FOMO. For those of you out there, you know what I'm talking about. You'll go onto the marketplace and as long as it's there for sale and you want it, you still feel good knowing that it's been there for a while. You just think it's going to be there forever. But the moment one of those games that has sat there for a really long time sells, that's when you start to panic. That's when you start to get afraid. Oh my God, they're going to get gobbled up. And that's when you get a lot of people trying to get through the door to get the last remaining one. And so there was one in Long Island, New York for $21,000. The moment that one sold, then there was none left in the world for sale at the current moment. But man, I tell you, if they remake this game, you're going to see these people who spent 20000 or 30000 on Pirates, they're going to lose their shirts on the value of the games, and they will start to slide back down. But right now, and I mean this when I say it, right now, I don't even think we've seen the ceiling on where these games will go. Because if you want a Pirates CE right now, today, and it, if you're like worth millions and millions of dollars, the only way you're going to get one is if you offer to buy one for $26,000, $30,000. Otherwise, nobody's going to sell you one. I feel bad for that guy that sold his Pirate CE like six months ago for $16,000. Like that was the steal of the year. The people that bought these games new in box, congratulations. You should pat yourself on the back. Not just the CEs. Anyone out there who bought Pirates of the Caribbean for the MSRP, you guys just hit the lottery. And if I were you, this is just Canada, what I would do. If I were you, I would totally cash out right now. I would. I don't care how good the game is. I don't care how much you're enjoying it. I would totally cash out right now and then buy back in when the prices slide back down to reality when they make more versions of this game. The only thing, the only thing that could keep these prices high and continuing to climb though and go through the stratosphere, if Jersey Jack Pinball came out tomorrow and said, we are never remaking this game again, we are done with Pirates, then you could see Pirate CE hit like $30,000, $40,000 because these rich guys, it is unbelievable how much they will claw over each other to get something they think will never be made again. But Jersey Jack hasn't said that. And they've kept the door open on Pirates. You know, Jack used to say, "Are we might do it one day. And I'm here to tell the, the management team over at JJP, you guys would be foolish not to remake Pirates of the Caribbean watching this behavior right now because you're seeing none of this money. 
I mean, people are making $18,000 on top of the game that you made, and you're not seeing a single penny. And I think Eric Minier deserves to get an incredible bonus and an incredible raise because Eric's not seeing any of this money either. And we know that these designers don't make as much money as you think. So why not let Eric make 500 more pirates? And why not do this? Why not give Eric Minier a cut of everyone's soul? He deserves it. This guy deserves a bonus like nobody else in pinball because he has turned Jersey Jack Pinball around. And anyone who thinks otherwise is wrong. It is all because of what Eric has put into his games that has pulled people into the JJP world like no other. And Guns N' Roses is obviously the ginormous supernova that he created that has many more people exploring Jersey Jack Pinball than before. The other thing I was thinking about as Jersey Jack Pinball continues to sort of slowly get Guns N' Roses collector's editions out the door is, is I keep thinking that Jersey Jack Pinball really probably needs to sit down and evaluate what their strategy is because they just can't make games that quickly. They are making a premium product. They are making a game that is incomparable to anyone else in the industry. And yet they're trying to sell these games at volume. And I think it's a big mistake. And I think what they're doing now of saying, hey, we're going to make 5,000 Guns N' Roses. Did anyone sit down and say, hey, if we make this many games a week, how long would it take us to make 5,000 Guns N' Roses machines? You know, I think Jersey Jack Pinball needs to ask itself what it wants to do. Do they want to be able to launch two titles in a year, which is what they've promised us year after year? They've never accomplished that feat. If they want to do that, which they said it's one of their goals, then they need to do one of two things. They need to either up their manufacturing capabilities and they need to have two lines that are capable and each line needs to make at least like 50 to 100 games a week because if the demand is there, they're going to need to have two separate lines that can make each game and make those games in volume because the demand is going to be there for this company. This is not a company that's going to struggle to get a couple thousand orders a year on each title. People want these games. These games are in demand. But right now, where they're at, let's say they're making 50 games a week. Well, then you can't have two lines because then you're only making 25 of each title. It would take you forever and a day to satiate the orders that you're getting coming through the door. So I think Jersey Jack Pinball needs to figure this out because right now, think about it, right now, no Guns N' Roses LEs have gone out the door since they started making the collector's editions. That's not good. That's not good for business. It's not good for people who put orders in on their LEs. I mean, there are people who ordered the LE on day one in October. October, November, December, January, February, March. Okay, so six months they've waited. Six months since ordering the game on day one, and they still don't have a machine. And we're only like halfway through the collector's editions being built. So you can't do it this way. You can't make people wait forever. And also internally over at Jersey Jack Pinball, we know they want to be on a schedule to release Toy Story this year. But how do you do it, right? How do you release Toy Story and then what? Then Guns N' Roses LE orders go on hold? See, I don't think it's fair to make then Guns N' Roses people wait, especially since they did one thing. This is where it gets a little like, what are you doing? You got to figure this out. They made people give non-refundable deposits on Guns N' Roses. 
That's how they sold the game. So the question then becomes, if Guns N' Roses manufacturing takes a really long time, will they allow people to roll over their Jersey Jack deposit to the next title? So I'm sick of waiting for GNR. Toy Story's the hot new title. Can I roll over my $1,000 deposit into Toy Story and get one of the first Toy Stories on the line? I'm not sure how they're going to do it. Now, COVID has probably hurt their ability to hire a lot of workers and get another line up and running to volume. But that really becomes the big thing we need to see from JJP this year. Can they get that factory running more efficiently and get two lines going simultaneously? I hope they do because the other thing that will happen is this. That is what they'll need to do if they want to do another run of Pirates of the Caribbean. Because if you don't have more than one line and two lines, you almost need like three lines. They're almost going to need a line for Guns N' Roses, a line for Toy Story, and then you have your sort of vault edition line in which you're doing a limited run of an older title. And I think Jersey Jack Pinball, if they really, really get to the place they need to be, will be a company that has three lines going in which they're doing you know, their, their current two titles that are in the marketplace and then maybe vaulting some of the older games that there's still a strong demand for. Now, the other thing we've seen happen recently, and this is again, people are like, Canada, you were wrong on Willy Wonka. Like, look at all the people buying Willy Wonka collector's editions and Willy Wonka is sold out. I'm here to tell you right now, Willy Wonka is still not sold out. There are distributors out there that have the game. My whole point on all of this is one thing. Make up your own mind on these games. If you think Willy Wonka is a masterpiece, then go buy it. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think it's an okay game. I think it's fun. You know the reasons why I don't love Willy Wonka, but they're definitely listening to Canada now. Did you see the recent thing they did where they're going to allow you to sort of randomize your golden ticket modes? And I've been saying that. It's been so silly that you've got like Wonka's office requires three golden tickets. It's this magical mode that almost nobody gets to see or experience. So they've actually changed the code now in Wonka so you can see Wonka's office and not have to like spend an entire year trying to get a third golden ticket. The game is too hard. The game is way too hard and they're starting to make it a little bit easier to experience the magic that's in the game. Thank you, Jersey Jack Pinball. That's what I've been saying. But it just, it always makes me laugh when people are like, Canada's wrong. Like, Wonka's a masterpiece. It's I'm not right and you're not right. I'm not wrong and you're not wrong. If you enjoy the game, go buy it. It's so comical to me that Willy Wonka's have been sitting in box for an entire year. The game hasn't changed. You haven't changed. Why didn't you want one over the last year? Why do you want one so badly right now? I'll tell you a lot of the reason why people are running to these games is they're afraid they're never gonna make them again. The fear that they're not gonna make these again is the number one driving force behind the run to buy these Wonka CEs. It's the number one driving force behind the Pirates of the Caribbean prices skyrocketing. It's the number one driving force why these toppers are going for two, $3,000. Everyone is afraid that their game room will be insufficient because you don't have something 
that is no longer being made. And I'm telling you, you could go down that road as a collector, and I've gone down that road as a collector, and I'll tell you where that road ends up. It ends up with you not being satisfied ever because you're always gonna be chasing after something. You're always gonna be searching for something that makes you feel good if you just get that thing that's hard to get. And I'm telling you, the person who's enjoying this hobby the most is not the person who spends $30,000 on a Pirates of the Caribbean. I almost guarantee you that anyone who spends that much money on a game most likely also pays someone to change a light bulb in the game. That's the kind of person who spends $30,000 on a Pirates of the Caribbean. The person who's enjoying this hobby the most is the person that plays pinball and enjoys these games and doesn't worry about running after these games simply because they're not going to make them anymore. That fear of missing out, it's so silly. And here's why. Here's why I think all of these high prices are absolutely ridiculous. People are spending money as if pinball is going away tomorrow. People are running after these games as if Jersey Jack Pinball is going out of business tomorrow. People are buying these Stern toppers as if Stern has said they're not gonna make more of these toppers. They never said that. They never said they're not gonna make more Ghostbusters toppers or Led Zeppelin toppers. There's nothing in writing that says this is it. They must be laughing their asses off, all of these companies, watching all of you run towards these things and drive these prices through the roof. Because if I'm over at Stern and I'm over at Jersey Jack Pinball and I'm watching this behavior, I'm watching you spend $3,000 on a Black Knight topper. I'm watching you spend $30,000 on a Pirates of the Caribbean. You know what I'm doing over at Jersey Jack and Stern? I'm saying to myself, we have underpriced all of this stuff. We haven't even come close to the ceiling. I just heard from Zach Many that an Elvira LE now sold for $15,000 for an LE. So what, the damn piece of couch version is worth $20,000? What all of this behavior is doing, it is showing these companies that they're nowhere near the ceiling and you are gonna see prices go up and up and up. And these companies will continue to raise prices as these rich board collectors continue to try to prove to us how manly they are and how much money they can spend on a single pinball machine that most of them will barely even play. And I mean that. The more these people spend money on these games, they're gonna treat them like museum relics. They're gonna wax them and never shoot them. This is what happens. We are now at the period now where these machines are gonna start to become like collectible cars with low miles. It's all gonna be about how little plays the game has. I've got a Pirates of the Caribbean with less than 75 plays. That is what's happened in the car world. It's like you're, we're gonna celebrate stuff for being in mint condition. These are pinball machines. It's wood, it's lights, it's a steel ball. You're meant to play these things over and over and over again. I think about my boy Derek in Texas who plays his machines like 2,000 plays a year. And he's got Pirate CE, he's got Wonka CE, and the man plays them every single day. That's what these things were meant to be played like, not these guys who are gonna spend $30,000 and just think about it, if you spend $30,000 on this thing, you're gonna wanna preserve it. You're not gonna wanna play it over and over and over again. And I've seen this happen in other collectible hobbies. Now, the other thing I've noticed during this period of like skyrocketing prices is clearly now is the time to release a pinball machine. This is a great window to put a product out. Now, where the hell is American Pinball? Where the hell is Chicago Gaming Company? 
Where the hell is Deep Root Pinball with all of the titles they said they're going to have? This is the greatest moment for any pinball company to release product. People are starving to spend their money. Is that even like a phrase? How can you be starving to spend your money? People just want to spend their money. They want to give you their hard-earned money. If Deep Root had Raza ready to go in box, Robert could have sold every Raza for $13,000. Why did he price it at $9,000? He didn't listen to Canada. My advice to him was to absolutely make only 200 of them and charge $15,000 a game. That's what he should have done. And I'm telling you right now, if he was able to actually make these games and had 200 Razas made in box, he could have sold every one for $15,000. Instead of doing what they're trying to do now, they're trying to figure out how to even manufacture games when they can't even get any games out the door. Now is the window. And here's what I think is going to happen in 2021. Here's my prediction. All of these boutique companies that slept during this window, they're all going to get hammered by Stern. I believe that Stern Pinball has games in the pipeline that are just going to hammer these guys. And they are going to have stuff that comes out that is from Brian Eddy, from Keith Elwin, from John Borg. Stern Pinball knows what they're doing. I give them grief. I still think that they cut corners. I still think Led Zeppelin is a barren wasteland game. I still think Steve Ritchie needs to become a mentor and not be designing these games from the ground up. And that's just my opinion. But here's what Stern Pinball will do. They're going to continue to come out with juggernaut themes. And this is that window where they're there is no Stern Pinball game that's brand new that people are excited about. Led Zeppelin is not that game. That shooter rod on Led Zeppelin makes me want to commit Harry Carey. How did anybody over at Stern look at that shooter rod and say you nailed it? The entire game, I mean, a spinner that rises up, no, come on, they can do better, and they're going to do better. I believe Stern Pinball by, you know, April is going to have another title that gets people really excited, and these other companies, like, what are they waiting for? What are you waiting for, American Pinball? What, 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 what stars need to align when, you, don't you realize it's been an entire year since Hot Wheels? Where's the next game? What have you been doing for an entire year? Let's see it. Where's Raza? Let's get these games out. But by the time these other companies figure it out, I didn't even mention Cactus Canyon, Stern Pinball is going to be back to remind people why they are the most dominant pinball company in the world. You can't avoid the fact that Stern Pinball could make all of the Guns N' Roses collector's editions in just six days. Six days, they can make all of those games and be on to the next game. Now, for those of you out there thinking pinball is a great investment as you see these Pirates of the Caribbean's double in value, I want to leave you with one little nugget to chew on. Do you know how much money you would have if you bought Bitcoin on the exact day that Tron LE came out into the world? So Tron LE came out in 2011 at $5,700. If you bought Bitcoin in 2011 on the exact same day that Tron LE came out, you would have today $46 million in Bitcoin. So don't talk about pinball being an investment. It's a toy to enjoy. Prices are through the roof right now. I wouldn't go anywhere near these super high prices on these games. If I were you and I were a betting man, I would go grab Willy Wonka CEs because I think that's going to be the next one. Once all them are spoken for, those games are going to start to skyrocket in value and I would go grab one today 
at $12,500 because I do think we're going to see Willy Wonka's continue to go up and up and up because there are so many more than 500 rich dudes who want to flex with their game rooms. And there's only 500 of these things in existence. And yes, everyone's like, Canada, what are you doing? You're driving the prices up. And I will. I will. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm like the Elon Musk of pinball pricing because all Canada has to do is say, oh my God, you should be afraid you're going to miss out on a CE and people will run and go buy it. So you're welcome, Jersey Jack Pinball, but wake up, Jersey Jack Pinball. You're leaving so much money on the table. Maybe don't announce you're going to make 5,000 games. Maybe only make 2,000 of each title and price them higher. Because I'm on the sidelines of all this. I'm not running towards all these games at these prices now. This is absolutely ridiculous to me. I actually enjoy, I get the popcorn out. I enjoy seeing all these super wealthy men show me how much more money than me they have by throwing dollars at these games. Pinball is going up and up and up. It is going to become more and more of a rich man's hobby. And I'm going to I'm going to sort of tap out because with my new baby, my money is going towards the future. And I don't think pinball is where I want to start sinking twelve, thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 every time a new game comes out. Two new games at the highest trim level for Jersey Jack Pinball are going to be like $26,000. Think about that for a minute. $26,000 to buy two new pinball machines. It's insanity. It's not worth it to me. The experience of playing a pinball machine is not worth the price of a car. It's not. It might be to you. But there is no way a pinball game, especially a Pirates of the Caribbean, you're going to walk up to a machine that's $30,000. This experience is $30,000. No way. I love watching it go down. But man, I would just I would just observe this. I wouldn't go in on it. Oh, baby Killian's crying. I got to run people. Love being back. I'm not going to be doing this every week or so. I just wanted to do a quick episode while I had a small window. This has been episode 561. Oh, and don't forget, March 27th, the Twippies. We're going to watch it on Canada's Facebook page and watch the Twippies in real time. Not sure if we're going to take number four. We'll see. Anything can happen, but I feel good because you guys voted for Canada's Pinball Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Stay with me.